conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I don't need to learn chess because this queen always wins. <laughs> you may wish you'd never met me, but trust and believe you'll never forget me. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> You guys, it's rhyming. (laughs) Girls, and I'm so excited. You guys, it's episode 141 of Andy's Girls, but also probably like 141 through 150 because there's a lot. There's a lot, and I. So excited to dive in all that. Well, we'll get into it. Um, first off, I have to welcome a new guest co-host to the People's People's Couch, none other than the assistant editor at Betches Media and the creator of my f- absolute fave, Bravo by Betches, uh, which, you know, the IG account alone is a historic document. <laughs> Dylan Hafer. Dylan. Hello. Hello. First off, I have to say... We just kind of got into it the second you walked in my door. So I mm-hmm. am so thrilled. And I, so much has happened this week. It has been a week. That this morning, so first off, I hadn't watched New Jersey until literally this morning. We're recording this Saturday afternoon because I'd been putting it off, which we'll get to. <laughs> and then last night I decided I needed to watch like 18 episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Like what what era keeping up with the Kardashians? Season 12. So that's like a a few years ago? Yeah. So season 11, 12. So like Lamb had a stroke. Mm, Um, Scott's getting his shit together, sort of. Kim had Sainty. There was a lot going on. I'm like a secret Kardashian person, except not so secret. I've got to say, I I love the Kardashians like as an entity, but keeping up with the Kardashians is tough for me. It's like I, I can't force myself to watch it. Like I, I tried like a year ago. Is it because you can't force yourself to watch it because um, you 
don't like them. No, no, they're no. They're bad for culture. Or I just what? think the show is in general not that interesting. I don't know. I started like last fall, I think maybe it was like season 15. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch this season. And after like three episodes, I was like, I don't really care on like a week to week basis. I don't know what it is. I really honestly just feel like they, the show is done so well. I just, (laughs) I watch these episodes. I honestly was like, and it's obviously a rewatch. I've seen everything, but I watched these episodes last night and I was like, Oh, it's good. Just while I'm watching, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at them. Everything is great. I just, there's always something happening. They really are top of mind for so much like tabloid shit. They have, because they're, the thing is that because there are so many of them, there's never ending plot. And then there's just shit that comes out of nowhere. Like Kate, the Caitlin storyline obviously came, nobody had any idea that that was right. going to happen. Like the lamb stuff, nobody had any idea. Even like some of the marriage divorce relationship craziness like nobody had any idea so it's obviously a family but it's like fucking bananas what do you think of the fact that lamar odom is now like best friends with nene leaks (laughs) (laughs) just to tie it back in is that a (laughs) symptom relating to (laughs) his disease she was like nene was there the night they got engaged and i'm like why I feel like that's that's like emblematic of why Nini doesn't need to be on Housewives anymore because she's (laughs) she's like doing her own thing she's like partying in Miami with Lamar and Sabrina and it's like you'd rather be doing that like don't don't go to Toronto yeah who's forcing you to do this is my question she she wants the coins okay wait can we just talk about Atlanta for one second yeah I okay so I was also kind of putting Atlanta off and so I didn't watch it until yesterday and I just rewatched it this morning. It's I watched it because I was like, OK, I'm coming on this podcast. I need to know. I need to watch all the episodes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know that there's that much to talk about. I personally am not feeling Snake Gate. I, it's just not giving me what I want it to give me yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious whether it's going to get there. But right now it's kind of like, I don't I don't know. Who's Yovana? I don't care. So first off, she's that bitch from Clark. So we need to get that out of the way. That's just her bio at bravotv.com. It's like Nini went to so-and-so school and Cynthia opened these 10 things with um, Bailey in the title. And um, Yovana is just like that bitch from Clark, period. End of story. I love Um, that for her. So my thing with that snake gate is I just have the feeling that there's no snake there at all like I just have a weird I was watching this week's Atlanta and two things came to mind one I feel like Nini's pulling a Phaedra and two at the same time she's acting like Jill Zarin at the end of season three Mm -hmm. the latter it feels like she only cares about Cynthia because she realizes she's being completely isolated from the storyline and that's why she misses her friend because her friend is getting engaged and everybody else is participating in it and she is like completely alienated from that because of choices that Mm -hmm. she made Mm -hmm. and the former I don't believe that there's really a recording I I really don't believe that there's a recording it does not make sense to me that she hasn't that it seems like everybody she told Candy something and Candy told somebody else and then it spread and that there was nothing wrong with that Candy was doing her job obviously but we're all talking about this and people are like 
accusing each other or circling each other, we would know something by now. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't make sense. It feels like she just pulled it out of her ass. Well, and also on Real Housewives, like the whole point is that people are talking behind each other's backs and talking shit and whatever. And so unless there's something on that recording, that theoretical recording, that's like so inflammatory, it's like, okay, she was saying bad stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, Unless we, they, unless we end up hearing the recording and it's something totally defamatory or whatever, it's like, okay, like, yeah, they say bad shit about each other in the confessional. And then, you know, it's not like, I don't care. I just don't really care. And, you know, if it if it's Yovana, I'm not invested in that. If it's Marlo, I feel like we would already know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Yeah, it's, it's not really not doing it for me. I'm still enjoying Atlanta, but that specific plot line I don't think is as you know, groundbreaking as they want it to be. Yeah. And B Scott said this week that she confirmed that Nini leaked Cynthia's letter. The fact that (sighs) that has become a thing is so strange. I mean, obviously she did. It was a letter that was very dramatic and we will always be friends and, and whatever else. And she did it because she it was it was a letter meant for the tabloids that Cynthia received (laughs) like a CC of, you know, like yeah, it she got the copy, right? She got like the actual copy of a document that was entirely only intended to show Nini's generosity of heart. Yeah. And I think what you were saying about how the like Jill Zarin connection, Cynthia doesn't need Nini anymore right. on the show. And she hasn't for and a neither while. Neither did Bethany and Jill. No. And so it's like Cynthia has, she's good with everyone. And she, for the most part, and she has her own storylines that don't involve Nini. And so the whole thing with her and Nini at this point, it's kind of like, we've been through this. I don't right. really care that much anymore. And if it's just a way for Nini to stay relevant on the show, then it's like, I don't know that I need Nini to stay on the show. I also feel like I totally agree with you. And I feel like the last several episodes have just been setting up the hotel room fight in Marlo's room or wherever that's going to happen on the next episode of Atlanta. So tomorrow's episode or whatever. Like, that's just what we're setting up. I mean, Candy does her, um, what does it speak on it? She has a YouTube series. Mm -hmm. It's always a half hour long for reasons I have not been able to. I've never watched. Ascertain. And I think I've watched nearly every episode and I I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't doubt it. (laughs) Clinical (laughs) illness. Um, but she as she had said something in like a previous episode that she corrected in the most recent one, which was like, hey, guys, I was like setting up that like this week was going to be bananas. But I meant next week was going to be crazy because it feels like they keep setting something up. And I I swear to God, if it becomes one of those things where we have seen that clip and it's for some reason the last five minutes of mm-hmm. the episode tomorrow, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Do you remember at BravoCon? Did you go to the Atlanta panel at BravoCon? I went to the Atlanta panel. I was front row. I was crying. I, they made me cry. I was so happy to see them. <laughs> and and Portia uh, uh, was so, so funny that yes. I literally, I wept. But okay, yes, the panel was great, but I was so mad because that was when they, they showed us like the preview of the next episode and it was... Um, like it, at the pride flow, the like lead up to Cynthia and Nini oh, seeing yeah, each yeah, other yeah. and they didn't tell us. I assumed that was the beginning of the next week's episode and it was like the last two minutes and then the actual moment of Cynthia and Nini seeing each other didn't happen until the week after that. And I feel like that's kind of what this season of Atlanta is like so far that it's like you're always getting like a little little taste of what the drama might be and 
if you have to tease a season revolving around one episode that's going to be crazy, then that's not good for a 22 episode season. And also, it wasn't a crazy. It was like, hey, no. hey. And that then was so Cynthia's daughter was like, is it OK that I said hey? And Cynthia's like, yeah, you can say hey. And that was <laughs> like, great. Cool. The amount of times this season that we have seen that clip of Nini saying that she's de- that Cynthia's desperate. I'm like, I don't I don't care. Yeah, and yet at the same time, Kenya's back. Mm-hmm. I'm into her divorce situation, marriage yeah. falling apart. Portia gives me anything I'll ever need in my entire Portia's life. Portia's having she a is, great season. She is an and she had a great season last season. She's an angel sent from heaven. They should pay her whatever the fuck they're paying candy and just split up Nini's check within the group and maybe give some of it to, I don't know, Tanya and Marlo because Tanya they're putting in mm-hmm. so much fucking work. And you know, be gone, Linethia. Like, let it go. It, it has been a weird It feels season. like it's time. It feels like it's time for yeah. her to... Yeah. It feels transitional in a way that isn't helpful for the viewers at home watching the show because we're pretending that Nini is a part of this group and it's a deeply awkward fit because she's not. And also, Marlo doesn't need to be friends with her anymore to secure a place on the show. Marlo's friendship with Nini used to be so important to her having a voice on the show and obviously and sure it's been like used it with some tension um so far with Eva and whomever else but she is now her own complete like storyline if that makes mm-hmm. any sense we've seen more of her personal life we understand what's going on with her nephews she's like holding hosting her own fucking events like she doesn't need need anymore right. and we don't need Nini anymore and Nini doesn't seem to need Linethia leaks on the show anymore because she's barely showing up Exactly. So why yeah. is this happening? Right. Yeah. I feel like this season, Nini is really only on the show. When she's on the show, it's really only the only drama is how is it going to be when X person sees Nini? Right. Whereas Marlo is giving you fully developed storyline. She's mm-hmm. has different storylines with different characters. You know, she. Oh, my God. The, the wig line event. Kenya more hair care. Kenya more hair. Phenomenal. Iconic already. And then when Kenya was like, oh, you know, I just like rolled out of bed and decided to do this. And Candy's response was, you rented a (laughs) marching band in 20 minutes. What? And she just laughed it off. That was, I think I watched that episode when I was home over Christmas. And so I was like with my mom and my sister who don't watch Bravo at all. (gasps) And so. Cold to them. So I was like, I was like doing the like commentary basically and I was like okay so this is Marlo's event and Kenya is about to crash it (laughs) and my sister is just sitting there like who are these people they are cultural icons yeah that was um that was a great moment Kenya is so messy but I love her for it we love her for it the one the one moment that made me like honestly gasp a little bit and take a breath was the proposal thing when she's like I'm a little bit of a psychic because I really felt like old Kenya is back but then you just have to remember like yes that is Kenya she can be messy and she can be destructive in her relationships for the good of the show and we need this so it doesn't necessarily mean you like you know support the choices that a person makes but we need her for the show and we just need to you know it's respect your villains she's doing her job and then that's it i felt like it was more of classic messy kenya not thinking before she speaks than Mm. it was her trying to ruin cynthia's moment or you know sabotage the engagement i felt like it was it was a poor choice on her part but i didn't feel like she was 
being malicious in that moment or she didn't she didn't think of it that way I don't know you know what this is just occurring to me while we're talking so it's probably full of crap but maybe she was just doing this because since Candy told her get your ass here aka something big is about to go down Kenya wanted to be the one to say that something big was going down so that when something big went down she had some small part in this as the seeker, as like yeah. the psychic, so that it wasn't about burying or ruining the moment. She just wanted to be able to say that she saw what was coming. That's yeah, that's what I think it was. I think she, you know, she got there late. Other people already knew that it was happening. And or so, going to happen or, or go, sensing yeah, it. Right. Yeah. And so that was her way to kind of like be relevant in that event mm-hmm. where you know, it wasn't about her. She didn't need to be relevant in that event. And, you know, most people probably would have sensed that and not done that. But Kenya doesn't have that uh, that gene of knowing when to just say nothing. God bless her for it. Thank <laughs> God. I mean, I feel like that's all we really need. Is there anything else relating to Atlanta? It's so stupid. Um, Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, And by it's so stupid, I just mean... That. Okay, so here's the problem. And I was saying this to somebody earlier recording today gave me anxiety because there's like so much Mm -hmm. happening so i feel like the most that's happening is happening in dallas yes and jurors and jurors yep so i feel like let's just get dallas sure yeah out Um, of the way that part two of that reunion was a lot it was a lot to watch um i have a we do this segment called um satchels of gold uh-huh. in honor of her holiness kelly Cloren ben yes, Simone, yes. which are listener questions and comments <laughs> and i have a satchel of gold relating to dallas from jamie in boston massachusetts as dark as the dallas reunion was many viewers seemed glued to it and said it was one of the best mm-hmm. do you think that creates hope for future seasons jamie from boston I got to tell you, I don't think it was one of the best reunions. I think it was one of the most demoralizing. I thought part one was great because when we talk about like episodes and what was happening on Atlanta where it's like the last two seconds are going to show something and then nothing's going to happen. The first 10 to 15 minutes of part one of the Dallas reunion, I thought was unbelievable. I wasn't expecting Andy to hold. That was like the wedding stuff, right? Or Yeah, it was like the wedding stuff, the wedding plan or everything else where Andy would say something Leanne would and I completely disregard the rest of the group because I don't care about them Mm -hmm. Andy would say something to Leanne Leanne would respond and lie and then Andy would pause or directly say that is not the truth Leanne would try a second lie on top of the first lie oftentimes diametrically opposed and then Andy would say that second uh, lie the cherry on top of the lie Sunday is also a lie so Mm -hmm. like let's try a different dessert a satchel of lies it was a satchel (laughs) of lies and I licked it up because I was like delicious 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 yes this is yummy yummy for my tummy and got through it I watched part one of the Dallas reunion several times like several times the last couple times I was like oh yummy yummy for my tummy is actually giving me a tummy ache like a little a little much it was a little much and it was like very dark then I watched part two and I thought Andy's work over the reunion was fantastic Mm -hmm. I appreciated how much he genuinely seemed 
unhappy being there because I would be unhappy being there as well. It was a shitty season and a lot of these people are monsters. He was, you could tell he was uncomfortable talking about the racism. Right. And Damien and I on last season's episode of Andy's Girls got into a a huge fight about how he handled Leanne and I watched last night's episode and I feel even more strongly that it is very important in Andy's role as the person the face of Bravo certainly the face of Housewives and someone who has thoughts and feelings to note that he's the moderator he's gonna ask questions he's gonna say things that he might that it doesn't his his opinion doesn't necessarily matter it's like it's you know saying shady things or just talking pulling stuff from the show and and following up and whatever else but also it was important that he was disgusted with what happened right we needed a smart person who had done research and is an intelligent, emotionally intelligent individual and doesn't have to worry about his contract being in question or, or his role in the show being in question right. relating to how he resp- uh, how he responded or how he gave, um, you know, questions or whatever to people to just sit in that middle chair and be like this. What you did was bullshit. Your response was bullshit. The producers were shocked about the fact that you continued to dig your heels into being a complete twat when with all things related to Carrie and you saying that you couldn't reach out to her for four months. Oh, my God. Because a producer emailed you two days ago to say, essentially, don't strategize about the reunion. We don't want you guys to do that and use that as your entire excuse and your narrative is insane that moment that moment was crazy when she was like well you know they told us not to and the look on Andy's face like he couldn't believe that Leanne was trying to pass that off when he was like who told you that and she was like production and he was like "No." no that was I think that's the most the most forceful we've ever seen Andy be with a housewife on a reunion about calling them out, holding them accountable, you know, really taking a stance against whatever they're saying. I think, you know, we've obviously seen his opinions come through before, but that was, it was maybe the first time, maybe other than Phaedra, where he really was like coming down hard on someone in a, in that specific way. Do you think he, I don't think he came down hard on Phaedra. I think the editor Not really. Did. Not really. Yeah. I think, I mean, he was, I think he was obviously like, you know, taken aback or, yeah. you know, felt some type of way about yeah. when that happened but in real time. But he let his emotions show. Yeah, yes. he totally let his emotions show. And this was the <clears> first <throat> time that he was actively digging into a housewife right. and being like, and, you know, he did, no, I was going to say even, he did that a little with Brooks, but you like, you can't even put Brooks in here. No. It, with Leanne, it, she's just such a, a toxic, broken person, which has nothing to do with anything else aside from in my eyes relating to the reunion aside from her behavior over the course of the season and I really truly think her only way out would have been to take genuine accountability but because she has no idea how to do that in her life she needs to learn at least how to fake cry more realistically like she there was nothing that she did that felt in any way smart or intelligent no. and she was just so f- almost frantic and yet that created a like a bigger hole for her to try to dig her way out of well and I think it would have been one thing 
if she had come on the reunion and from the jump, her whole tone was being, you know, apologetic and really being truly upset with herself for everything she did, it would have come across at least, okay, Leanne really knows that she fucked up and whether or not she really feels like what she did was wrong, she knows that it didn't look good for her. But on the reunion, it didn't really get to that point until the last like 15 minutes. Like they were talking about it for a long time and Leanne's tone the entire time was not being sorry. It She said that and she acted like that at certain points. But, you know, she was still trying to, you know, dog carrier, dog Deandra for other things and, you know, coming up with excuses. And when she said, you know, we say that word in Texas all the time and, you know, I say old white lady. First of all, I mean, bullshit. And Andy said that, that it's not the same. But if she really, really understood, you know, this is a bad situation for me, I am likely going to lose my job. She would have at least had that same tone throughout of anything I can do to make up for this. I fucked up so bad. And she didn't, she was not like that for most of the reunion. And it's so interesting to me that she was so um, ashamed of herself that she did absolutely zero search into any, she lives in fucking Texas. (laughs) You tell me she couldn't go to fucking races website. um, R A I S E S S E S. Sorry, R-A-I-C-E-S and like look into some of the issues um, right. relating to um, immigration and anything else and understand why not only in today's political climate, but just also at any point, at any time, a white woman saying this isn't racism because my heart is full of love mm-hmm. is complete crap you live in fucking texas i mean they even said like 90 percent of the communities in in texas are hispanic like what the fuck are you talking about right it would have been it would have been easy for her to you know look up some information come with some you know mostly prepared things to say and just act sorry and you know she did a little bit but not because of DMs from people who say they're Hispanic on Twitter where like someone just DMs her and they say, I'm really upset about what you said. And she says, tell me why. Why is it that's <laughs> why is it that person, assuming that they are a person and not a bot? Why is it that person's responsibility to explain to you why your remarks aren't racist? Why are you putting it on the person who's representative of that marginalized community to explain to you why? And right. then saying, I do that stuff all the time because I'm a white... Like you're making a self-referential or, or self-deferential, whatever word I'm thinking of. I'm <laughs> drinking matcha tea and I'm losing my mind. It's Saturday. It's 80 degrees in New York City in January. <laughs> Things are happening. She's like making a, a sarcastic comment about herself as an older white woman. And it's like, no, that is not, that is, it, it is so, that is, it's not even about it being like an unequal comparison. It is not a comparison in any mm-hmm. way. And she's just using examples that, obviously show how completely prejudiced her thinking is right by how she's responding and it it felt so um it felt just so unbelievably to use this word for the 18th time drinking game alert it felt so unbelievably toxic to me that I just was like I it, I was almost angry about why are we giving her a platform until I realized that wait Andy is here to show her and right. us how wrong she is 
So do we, are we in agreement that there's no way Leanne can come back on Housewives? There is no way that she can come back. And what did you think about that five minutes later thing at the end? That was so bizarre because if, if this had been part two and there was a part three, right. yeah, 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 then that would have made sense right. from an editing standpoint right. of kind of like teasing where she's at or uh-huh. then she's going to come back out. But it was like, it was like, you've just basically spent the last 40 minutes because it was an hour and 15 episode, which was, I thought was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you've basically spent the last 40 minutes of this reunion dragging her through the mud, rightfully so. And then it was like, are, so are you showing us that to show that she is upset or defeated or to like, it It just felt so strange because it was like that reunion spoke for itself. I thought it, I thought the, the tone was very clear mm-hmm. other than Cameron sort of everyone was very clearly over Leanne's bullshit. Mm hmm. And it was like, why in the last few seconds of this whole season are we showing her doing anything? Like, regardless of what it was, it was like, this it's not her show anymore. We're not following her anymore. It doesn't, that, I don't know. Well, like, what was the point of it? I don't know what the point of it was. It felt like they were giving her maybe a gift of saying, like, it's not going to completely land on you being a racist piece of shit because we're showing you in your dressing room and the fact that, like, you seem sad or something and you're going to work on it. Like, as Carrie with a K herself said, actions speak louder than words. And Leanne hasn't done anything. Right. She had. She's barely even said the words. (laughs) Right. She's literally she has had months to do something it and the fact that she if actions speak louder than worse than words it's not even the fact that she didn't do anything in apologizing to Carrie or in explaining herself she went in the opposite direction and was even more aggressive against Mm -hmm. Carrie and then online was responding to people and defending what she did right it was it's crazy to me yeah give me a hundred clips of Vicky going into her dressing room and screaming through the door and zero of Leanne packing her things. <laughs> the Vicky in the dressing room moment. Through th- that f- that horrible horror movie face through the slit in the door. Oh my god. You know how you know like the IG top 9 that everyone does at the end of the year where it's like their top 9 most like favorite. I just did a top 9 and I hashtag top 9 and it was just nine pictures of Vicky screaming um oh. from the dressing room because that was like the be- that was honestly my favorite 15 seconds of any housewife stuff from 2019. It was masterful. It was like a genuine masterclass in like completely fucking insane. I so, loved Orange County this season. Not I, th- that's not something we need to unpack, but No, I, I completely agree with you. I'm I'm extremely excited it's for what's going to happen next season. I think um, Victoria, unfortunately, is gone, but we'll see. Um, so in answer to Jamie in Boston, do you think that Ooh. a great reunion, which again, it was good, but it was good because I felt like I had been heard. I don't know that. I don't know that it's one that I can like necessarily rewatch over and over as I already have. Um, do you think that creates hope for future seasons? I don't. I my answer to you, Jamie, is here's my problem with the reunion. Aside from Andy, who's on a different level, mm-hmm. who was the person who was consistently holding Leanne accountable in the cast? Who was the one person? Carrie. No. Deandra. No. Wait. Stephanie? 
No. Who? Brandy. Thank you. Oh, and Brandy's like and Brandy toxic to Brand- use your word. <laughs> and Brandy's in racism rehab this week. Oh my god! Oh, Wait, no. do you want me to read it? Yeah, we need to because that's and Jamie from Boston. The problem is that like when the person create um, holding the racist accountable also does some racist shit and doesn't respond well does that make me hopeful it, it does not but so so brandy checked herself into wellness rehab so this yesterday. is a this is a tweet from stephanie who is apparently um brandy's crisis pr at this point thank god somebody has someone yes she has checked into a therapeutic healing center I am sending her lots of love and prayers during this time of reflection and healing. I hope you can join me in that. We should all spread more love through social media. Heart. And so what is a therapeutic healing center? So according to Dave Quinn, friend of the show, um, People Magazine, <laughs> Brandy checked herself into a wellness center to, quote, reflect and better herself, unquote. And uh, it... I and she's in there for a week, so it's good to know that these problems can be solved in seven uh, working days. Because um, you know the rep for her podcast with Stephanie said she'll be back with us next week. We support her on this journey of healing and ask that you join us in that. Um, cool. Uh, I am unsure of how this is going to work out for the franchise. I think. The fact that she did hold uh, Leanne accountable, although it wasn't because she saw um, Mexicans as people, it was because she has a Hispanic niece and nephew, which mm-hmm. I was like, cool, cool, cool. So you only are digging in because right, this right, directly right. affects your family. That's great. But appreciative that you did. Um, not great when that person goes online and makes fun of angry followers who are talking about a racist video that resurfaced because let's keep it real. Steve, the wedding planner posted it because it was leaked to him from, I don't know, a cast member that wanted to divert attention on the topic of racism. I don't know who that'll be. Um, Be real careful. (laughs) Just hands. And those hands log into (laughs) twitter.com. Some screen video, whatever. So the problem is, Brandy could have taken her own advice at that point yeah. and should have considering this whole thing just happened and she recorded the reunion when. So she should have just listened to her own advice and shut the fuck up and apologize and take it took accountability. And instead, she made fun of people who were angrily reaching out to her and saying this is crazy and said things including I would do it again. It's a good impersonation if I say so myself and there was no harm done. So. Then she posts a tweet when she when someone from Bravo.com or from Bravo calls her and they're like, shut the fuck up now. Right. You actually do have a future. Um, so she then posts a tweet that says a video resurfaced from uh, of me, yada, yada. I posted and quickly deleted and then immediately apologized for my insensitivity. I would like to once again sincerely apologize for my offensive actions. And then she deleted her um, initial uh you know, laughing off complaints. And it's like, no, if you understood that you were insensitive, you wouldn't have made fun of people calling you insensitive. And this whole, this feels like she needed to take a week because she was full of shame. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that going viral and being called a racist by possibly hundreds of thousands, if not 
likely just thousands, but like by a, <laughs> maybe hundreds, maybe tens ten. of people, <laughs> ones of people, um, maybe just us. Um, I think that's probably a lot to go through and it's probably yeah. incredibly stressful. Like aside from the fact that her job is on the line, possibly. Um, but I don't the the timing of like going to a wellness center. I don't I, you know I don't want to question someone's mental health right. struggles, and I think that that's difficult. But we need to separate that from the fact that she like posted a racist video, deleted it, maybe apologized three years ago. I have no idea, and then made fun of people who were telling her it was shitty when it came up again. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Did you watch Veep? I've seen every <laughs> this is going to be a revolving um, ongoing trend <laughs> when you ask me if I watch something and I say I've watched it 35 times I have watched every episode of Veep at least I, I don't know like I okay. I've seen every episode of Veep many 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 times it reminds me of when Selena goes to the mental health facility and then the refers spa. to it as the spa <laughs> the spa and I feel like I feel like therapeutic healing center either sounds like um, a very dramatic word for a spa or a very um, nice word for rehab. And I feel like it's probably closer to uh, the spa. <laughs> Who went to rehab this week and they called it a spa? A celebrity did. Um, Wasn't Brandy. I know. I, this, Do you remember? This rings Somebody about. went to a spa this week. <laughs> it wasn't Justin Bieber. Shall I Google? Yeah, Google celebrity rehab and see what comes up. Somebody went to guy listeners, please slide into my DMs. You're all shouting it out at home right now. I forget. Didn't somebody go to a spa for drinking? Um, Or Coke? Some sort of. I'm not coming. Just because we were talking about Kardashians, I think about Scott. I'm googling celebrity rehab spa. Don't we? Didn't somebody go to a spa? Oh, no. oh, wait, it just came to me. No, I lost it. I was going to say Joaquin Phoenix, but that's not right. No. There's nothing that can help him now. Uh, okay, ego. this is, uh, okay, this is deeply matter. uninteresting. But um, um, <laughs> uh, So shout out to you, person, at whatever situation you're at. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, we got we to gotta take out. Because it's like you can't go to a spa. It's like she's going to deal with the fact that she's probably under right. an enormous amount of stress and is probably feeling a lot of shame. Yeah. And maybe she should make a significant contribution as Leanne had, mm. had made to a organization supporting, helping whatever marginalized community, you know, they're being horrific to. Yeah. I will say, so for better or for worse, I think Brandy's going to be back next season. I don't think she's going anywhere. I don't think they see her as like toxic in the same way Leanne is, especially because mm-hmm. it hasn't played out on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stephanie's back. Obviously, I think Cameron's back. Honestly, I don't know if I see them getting rid of anyone besides Leanne. Not necessarily because they all deserve to stay, but because I don't think anybody else at this point really has done anything to make them to make Bravo not want them on the show. So I'm curious to see for a potential season five, if we really get a cast shakeup or maybe if it's just one new person and I don't know how that's going to go, but 
It's crazy to me that Deandra and Carrie with a K are filming. I mean, I, I did not expect Carrie with a K to be back. I thought that there should be massive. Oh, I did. I thought that really why? I, I okay. So I have like weird feelings about Carrie with a K. Um, I've DM'd with her. She's very nice. I think. Um, I don't really care if somebody's nice. I, I think, care about. No, their, I know. I know. I know. I up until the Bangkok trip, I basically had no thoughts about her okay like I felt nothing mm-hmm. which is not a good thing if you're on housewives I should have feelings about you right um and I didn't feel invested in the whole bullshit with her husband no 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 the whole Mexico trip I found to be kind of boring um mm-hmm. but I don't I thought she I thought she came off well in the last four episodes of the season as much as possible I think in a gross way I think she benefited from everything that Leanne said and did because I think it made the audience a little more sympathetic to her. And I think she naturally, when she was, you know, coming for Leanne in that context, it naturally made her look better because we had heard all this stuff Leanne was saying. Um, You know, I don't think she is like an all-star housewife, but I, I think just from the fact that she is going to kind of be seen as the one who like took Leanne down, I don't, think that she would get like fired after that I just felt like her storyline was directly um related to hating Leanne and that was what she was good for and Mm -hmm. she was good for it she hated Leanne she hated her through the season and through the reunion got it Leanne's likely done and I think her story arc is too unless I mean I guess if if it feels but, like but her, then it's like so is Deandra's well that's the thing is that there are Carrie and Deandra were in an alliance where mm-hmm. they were like identical twins it didn't right. seem like one had an opinion that was not identical to the other and we're, it's that storyline is done that storyline's done I never want to hear about hard night good morning again you're gonna hear so much about I it know, because I now don't. it's gonna be like if she had the season where it almost died now it fucking came back i do i'm i really want to know what happened with carrie duber yeah because so she was a friend of on this season allegedly apparently she she cameoed on at a couple parties she was she was around in the first like several episodes she was around Mm kind of like you would expect i mean not all friends are created equal on housewives right that's true but she disappeared like halfway through the season she never showed up again she obviously was not at the reunion and so I don't know if something specific happened with production or if it was her schedule or something but I would love to see Carrie Duber back and the fact that she was so underutilized in her role as a friend does not make me feel any kind of confidence that the that production sees her on the show in the future. I think that they felt like they wanted to make a change. And the only way to make Carrie with the K work was to get rid of somebody. And they may mm-hmm. have felt that her storyline played out. And because Deandra and Leon were at each other's throats, they were like, keep Deandra, right. get rid of Carrie with the C, bring in this new person who might have a new energy. The problem to, with me to me was that I did not like this new energy with Carrie with the K and didn't care no. if Leanne was coming back, which I absolutely do not think is going to happen. That's when you bring back Duber because they are actual friends. Right. And for whatever reason have continued being friends, which is shocking to me. And that would be kind of interesting if it was Carrie with a K and Deandra versus Carrie Duber and Leanne, because the one smart person in that um, (laughs) scenario, I think, is uh, her ladyship, Carrie Duber. And I love her. 
and it's also it would also be interesting with me to me because Brandy was very very angry that Carrie Duber had been working on like not a spinoff but like her own like cute little reality show like around her medical center or whatever and she put a teaser or sizzle reel or whatever of that up I think the day that their season trailer went up and Brandy publicly castigated her for that and was like how dare you essentially divert attention away from us and try to Mm. like steal focus and I felt like well if she's trying to make anything happen with this cute little reality show of hers unrelated to the stove by the way I think that stove deserves a spinoff if nothing else um (laughs) yeah she would do it the day that she knows that a lot of focus is going to happen right and people are already going to be talking about right so like you're hating on her because she's making good choices cool isn't it bad enough some her she lost her job like way to kick a dog when it's down apologies to dogs yeah I I also like I feel like I don't know what's happening with production or if she's, you know, disagreeing with anyone, but I don't really feel like she needs the show in the way. Carrie Duber? Yeah. I think the person that needs the show the least is Stephanie, which is why I'm concerned that if they ever got rid of Brandy, I feel like we would lose Stephanie uh, from that. She truly does not need this. Yeah. I heard you saying that and I think that that is probably accurate because, I mean, obviously they've had their disagreements in their time on the show, but really, even when they were disagreeing, they've always been a package deal. Yeah. Because even when they were disagreeing, it was still everybody, it still felt inevitable that they were going to, you know, come back together and they have their podcast together and all of that. And so, yeah, I I definitely think Stephanie feels like she needs Brandy on the show, even if they're not, even if they don't have all the same storylines. I don't really, I can't imagine Stephanie on the show as like kind of her own entity, even though I like her and I think she's compelling. So you don't think Brandy's going to lose her job? I don't think so. I think I think because it's happened off the show and she's now sort of turned around the ship in terms of her apologetic tone mm-hmm. and she's at this healing center. I think she's making I I'm not saying that she's like fully redeemed herself or anything, but I think She's making the steps she's supposed to make in the eyes of the show. Which Leanne never really Which did. Which Leanne never did. And I don't think, I don't think Leanne, I think Leanne was maybe past the point of where it was really going to happen. You know, she could have been more apologetic, of course, and she could have been, you know, more contrite. But I, I think her, the fact that it was all on camera and we saw her doing it time after time after time, I think it felt like it was past the point of no return for Leanne, even with just the footage. And then especially with the continued lack of accountability. But I think with Brandy, she's in a little different position where it's like what she did was really shitty. And I don't think she's necessarily done enough to really make up for it. But I think in the eyes of the show, she's less toxic than Leanne. I don't know. I think she'll be back. I don't think because I I don't think I think I think the fact that it has played out off camera is a big factor. Super helpful to her. Yeah, Yeah. it's super helpful. And it's a way for Bravo to kind of play it off. And uh, definitely they involve themselves when they realize that she was really causing much more bringing much more attention to herself by not actually apologizing and by being like, I'm sorry, but it was funny and I would do it uh, do it again and let me, you know, yeah. um, 
you know, use SNL as some sort of thing that she wants to be a comedian or whatever. It was all very, very strange. Well, and then on Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday when Stephanie was on with Danielle Staub, which we'll get to. But um, when when Andy asked Stephanie about her thoughts on the Brandy thing, her response, I mean, she clearly talks to Brandy and, you know, she wasn't like speaking completely just like from her own heart about these feelings but when she was saying that like well you know like what Leanne did was like specifically hateful toward another person and what Brandy did was bad but like (laughs) it was about every but it wasn't done from a place of hate it was done from a place of like trying to be funny and it's like okay like that is it's technically true but that doesn't make it better doesn't that make it worse (laughs) isn't it it's like bad regardless right because you're like using your racist stereotype you're like sacrificing an entire marginalized group right it's like for like a fucking 15 second insta story good for her what a humanitarian like at least leanne did it because she didn't like gary brandy just did it because just for shits like, and giggles it's yeah it's so much lazier that's the thing i like stephanie a lot but in that moment it was like oh just say it was bad and just say it was bad like that, you don't you don't have to justify it it's not justifiable right like, and that's the other bitter taste in my mouth coming out of these reunions all of these women like putting aside they're all trump supporting whatever so none of their opinions actually matter but putting that aside they're all talking about how much they abhor racism and how how awful this is that Leanne behaved in this manner and that is accurate but Brandy also fucked up and not a, not right. one of them and I and it wasn't because Bravo told them to shut the fuck up because there were several days where Brandy was making this into a joke not a single one of them said anything that what she said was inappropriate that they didn't support it and that is insane to me. Right. Completely like the fact, insane. The fact that like Carrie Brittingham is going to, you know, sit there on the reunion couch and, you know, be in tears because of what Leanne said about her and then not stick up for all the people that Brandy offended with her words. And it's like, obviously the thing with Leanne was personal, but you should be able to see that and then use that knowledge to, you know, pay it forward. I think a lot of them were angry because they knew that it came from Steve. And so they knew it came yeah. from Leanne's camp and they didn't want to play into this. Right. They didn't want to give it. But it doesn't matter. Right. It, it's, it's out that's, there. The, that's the problem is that it, like, it really doesn't matter. It sucks that he tweeted it every 15 seconds and that it was so absurdly coming to divert attention and that he kept saying that she wasn't racist. But look at here, this racist over right, here. Right, and right. then and, and that they didn't want to participate in that and somehow help him in burying her. But at the end of the day, she done fucked up. So. Right. And there's there's a difference between, you know, coming for someone and participating in a smear campaign or whatever and addressing a situation that has become public. Right. There's you don't have to repost the tweet that's calling Brandy a racist, but you can say Leanne said bad things and so did Brandy and they're both wrong in this situation. And so I don't think, yeah, like that's not the same as like buying into the attempt to bury her or whatever. That's just being a, that's like being a savvy person in the world and like that it looks bad if you don't say anything. Maybe instead of a wellness retreat, someone should just pulled out a folding chair and said, Brandy, it's your turn. Like, sit down, girl. Oh my God. I loved that for the last half of that reunion, the folding chair just sat there. 
I loved that they didn't move the chair. I didn't realize that Clint Eastwood was an executive producer of The Real Housewives of <laughs> Dallas, but I really appreciated that nice little throwback to the RNC when wow. he's like, here, America, here is an empty chair. That's hilarious. Brandy was probably really inspired by that moment. Bra- well, you know, she is a proud Republican, so oh. I'm sure that she is. And we love um, knowing things. P.S. I just realized the celebrity working on himself. Oh Justin Chambers left Grey's Anatomy and is at oh. that same luxury facility in Connecticut where Kit Harrington went. I think it's like 100K a month or something. It, it might be more than that, honestly. Um, Do you know he's 50 years old? Isn't that wild? When he was like, as I turn 50, and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't think, I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy in several years. Same. But yeah, he looks, I didn't actually know he was still on the show, but he's leaving. Um, but anyway, shout out to Justin Chambers. Thank you so much. Um, because well. I knew I had read a page six article and I could not remember <laughs> what that was referencing. That's the worst feeling when you have like some random tidbit right? of information. I that's like, just, what is it? Um, also question for you. Did you think licking an asshole is a homophobic phrase? Mm, no, no. It's the same as kissing someone's ass. That's what I thought it was. It's just a more, I think it's a more graphic way to say it and a a more descriptive way and honestly like a better way to say it. And not to give him even more of a platform, but that is something else that Steve, the wedding planner, has kept retweeted and said that that is an example of homophobia and why it's so stupid. It doesn't, it was, and Andy's response was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like that is wild. It just was, it's so interesting to me because surely Leanne is calling people after and being like sorry that didn't work we should probably move on to something else but no he's still tweeting screenshots and these photos of this is an example this this tweet that you sent to me and is an example of you hating gay people so it's okay for us to do whatever the fuck we want it's completely crazy um all right so speaking of crazy I feel like there are choices that I'm allowed to make in my own mental health journey, regardless of how they impact Andy's girls. And when I saw that announcement that Daniel Staub was going on Watch <laughs> What Happens on Wednesday with her holiness, sweet angel Stephanie Holman, who makes sometimes bad choices in communication style, but who I do think is a perfectly imperfect person who yes. I support in her journey through life. I said in that moment, I will not watch a single clip. And I haven't to this day, but I would love to hear your thoughts as someone that probably tuned in. I did tune in. Um, How'd it go? You know, it went fine. Danielle is the kind of person where... Stop right there. She's a person? Are we giving her that? Fine. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. So I feel like with Danielle, she is kind of like... She doesn't really attack unless provoked. A little bit. And so when she's on Watch What Happens Live, you know, she likes Andy. She wants Andy to like her. She doesn't have anything against Stephanie. So she wasn't really in attack mode on Watch What Happens Live. And but (laughs) the way that she announced that she's like done with Housewives was so hilarious because they built it up from the beginning of the show. They were like, Danielle's got an announcement. They're like, stay tuned for Danielle's announcement. Okay, Danielle, are you ready to make your announcement? And then she's like, wow, after 10 years, which she's been on the show 
For, Maybe we first discovered her 10 years ago. Right, right, right. She has not been on the show for 10 years. Returned her to the store. After 10 years, you know, I loved doing Housewives, but it's time for me to do something that really makes me happy. And so now she's devoting her full attention to her IGTV cooking series. In Marty's Kitchen, Cooking oh. with Danielle. I've seen it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. it's very. It's, she massages meat in a bowl. It's honestly captivating. <laughs> but... Um, it was on. It was so generous of them to let her make that announcement like that because the thing is, now that she's not friends with Teresa, there is no reason she would ever be on that show again. Nobody likes her. Nobody wants her around. All of her potential storylines with all of those people are used up. And so, you know, it, I think it was more of a courtesy than anything that they allowed her to frame it like that. But, I mean, it's not a big revelation that she's not going to be on the show in the future. So just understanding the timetable of all of this, we have an episode that ends last week with a physical assault. Yes. Followed by an after show where Danielle says, I would absolutely do it again. Margaret tweets and says, among other things, members of production were crying with her that day because they were so upset about what happened, which I 100% believe happened. I believe that somebody was yes. crying because it was so horrific and obviously... It was just an awful moment. So in order to penalize someone who's not a full-time housewife, they invite her on Watch What Happens and allow her as a friend of who just committed a horrific physical assault to pretend she was retiring from a job she hasn't held in several years. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah, I don't understand the the inspiration behind booking her, but... It doesn't, no. it, why wasn't Leanne there? Truly, it should have been Leanne and Danielle. If you want to oh celebrate God. someone, why don't you bring Leanne on and give her a platform like she hasn't had enough already? Maybe their version of that was inviting Leanne to BravoCon and having her sit on a diversity panel. Oh I God. mean, the I, fact that she was on that LGBT panel was just like horrific. Oh God. Yeah. And they they obviously had known at that point what she had done and what we would right. all learn in the weeks to come. But what I just I truly do not understand. I have so much anger about the fact that. Like, I put off watching Jersey until this morning because I honestly, I'm like not even joking, was nervous about what Danielle would trigger in me because I have such a blind rage about her. I think she is a horrific, despicable person. I ne- I said repeatedly on Andrew's Girls from years past, from the last couple of years, I never thought she would be back ever. The fact that yeah. she, they brought her back, I thought was a horrific move regardless of the fact that you know there has been plots surrounding her of course there has been but what is the ultimate sacrifice around that i feel like she takes it to a level that is deeply unentertaining to me and the fact that bravo now seems to be celebrating it the fact that they aired an after show where she says i would have done it again and then they promote it on their website as like the headline news that danielle would do this again what are you doing? Like, what yeah, are you that's doing? Really crazy. And what does that say to everybody else? Portia got demoted. Portia went to anger management. Right. Portia was dragged through the mud by people. And frankly, it was it was wrong. She was provoked, but it was still wrong. I I watched this week's episode and I honestly didn't feel anything, which was kind of a relief to me because mm-hmm. so much of it felt dumb like why are we why are we pretending that Teresa and Danielle's friendship is based on any kind of trust or love it is a business agreement where 
Teresa is friends with Danielle because she feels like that's what she needs to do. Or maybe producers were like, y'all are friends now. Cool. (laughs) And they said that to Danielle or whatever. And it's just some sort of situation that's happening. And that's where, you know, their relationship is like the, the aftermath of that fight was crazy to me. There was nothing that was sadder to me than Margaret crying in that lovely SUV and (laughs) saying like you are friends with Danielle but you need to like love me more like I love you but you need to love me more the fact that Teresa blew this off immediately and the fact that she not that she treated it like a joke but like this casual call to Marty in an alcove of a nearby boutique where everyone seems to think that this is some sort of appropriate response like Margaret could have gotten seriously hurt. I was so disappointed that Teresa left with Danielle. And then the the fact that she left with Danielle was bad in the first place. But then that like 10 minutes later, she comes back and is like, why what happened? Why are you all upset? And And it's like, Teresa, like use your like. I know Teresa doesn't have the the strongest brain, but it's like use what use what little you have and realize that what you just did was like not a good move and of course Danielle's gonna be or of course Margaret's gonna be mad that you just went with Danielle after that and then to do like a baby chef version of Danielle's move by oh my god absurdly throwing water on Jen's shoes to be like see this is this is wrong don't you you don't like being wet right it's just water and and Jen's like yeah I I don't like being wet but the, the the point of that is sure here's Everybody fucked up. Danielle shouldn't have gotten in Margaret's space. Margaret said it happened mm-hmm. over an hour and a half. It, it it truly doesn't matter. Danielle was trying to provoke a response from Margaret. She got the response. Margaret threw water on her. She shouldn't have. It's inappropriate. It's like, yeah. this isn't a difficult conversation for people to be able to have. Right. But there's nothing that is in any way ever excusable or funny about physical assault yeah and i watched that scene i saw some fucking piece of shit bravo viewer tweet that it maybe it was a fan account i don't know what the fuck it was that was like wow this would have been really iconic if margaret uh margaret would have been the first housewife in a wheelchair like it would have been really iconic if danielle had broken her neck and Uh. my brother has a high level spinal cord injury so i think that's why this is like an especially bitter taste in my mouth because for people who have relatives, loved ones, or themselves who've experienced like actual literal broken necks, it's not funny to me. And when you watch that clip, that's like part of the reason why I was like nervous to watch this week because I really truly would have mm-hmm. like verbally murdered Danielle Staub in ways that I haven't already, if that's even possible <laughs> at this point. But like, she really yanked her head in such a way that like I don't know anything about whiplash to to be honest right. I would understand that it, she absolutely could require several Cairo visits but everyone should go to the Cairo every day because the chiropractor is like <laughs> a godsend on earth but she really truly could have severely disabled a oh, woman yeah. for what point and in response to that a network who has access to a ton of different housewives and if you're going to highlight someone from that episode I would bring Margaret, Margaret on or maybe Jen Aiden who's having a remarkable season who was on last last week on watch what happens was anyone from Jer- yeah I don't know who was on 
If it wasn't Margaret. Oh, no, no. It was, I think it was off because of the holiday. I think he just came back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... It's awful. To, this is Why awful would you not have me. Margaret on that episode? Like, don't give Danielle the platform. And she's not a full-time housewife. And what she did could have had permanent lasting effects. Like, it's it yeah. was, It's not... It, this isn't okay to me. This isn't enjoyable. It's not funny. Not to say that everything housewife-related has to be funny. And I think that there are ways of handling things. And I'm going to throw it back to Andy's behavior at the Dallas reunion. And I thought that he really handled that really well when you're talking about really serious issues. And racism is a really serious issue. And there needs to be someone calling out your bullshit. And nobody is doing that from the network representing Danielle's behavior. Not a single person. It's like people seem to be... I. Right. My sense is that there is glee coming out of this because what other as a viewer, but it's not to me. It's like, I get the good TV, but you, you have that moment on camera, like have that moment. And then whatever happens the rest of the season with Danielle, whatever, but you have that moment. You don't have to reward her for it. What they're doing is rewarding her terrible behavior. We know she's a horrible person. I look at Danielle Staub and I think this is a woman with no soul. She is an evil. I'm like dead serious. (laughs) She is an evil, black hearted monster. I don't ever want to come in contact with her for the rest of my life. I thought when they started to try to defend her when she started returned, I thought that was fucking ridiculous, but I understood that these people have jobs and mm-hmm. whatever. But if you have that moment on camera, why do you need to pretend that this is something to be rewarded? Why do you feature her on the after show? If you have moments with her for the rest of the season, fine. Like, I don't begrudge you for using that shit on camera. It's not like you have a fiduciary duty to, like, your viewers. But I get it. You have, like, crazy drama on camera. You're going to use it. Do I think the producers were like, Danielle, go physically assault a cast member? No, because that producer would be, I would think, liable. Like Exactly, yeah. It's not like anybody told her. She's that crazy. Right. She is that crazy where she's going to look for a moment to do this. And I just think, like... Why are you rewarding her? I don't think this is funny. I saw that Watch What Happens live booking and I couldn't believe it. I will never mm-hmm. intentionally watch a clip of what happened this um, on Wednesday ever in my life if I can get away with it as of right now. This moment, it could change at any time. <laughs> but a viewer reached out to me on Wednesday afternoon and they said, are you going to watch what happens tonight on Watch What Happens Live? And I said, absolutely not. And they were like, well, there is a rumor going around that she's... Um, she is going to announce that she's leaving the show. And I said, there's no chance that that is going to happen. There is absolutely not that like she has an announcement. This is what the announcement is going to be. And I said, there is absolutely no chance that she's going to announce she's leaving a job that she hasn't held in years. And we're all going to like, that doesn't make any sense to me, like quite literally as a person. Right. But it also doesn't make sense in the context of where we are in the plot of Jersey this season. And the fact that I then heard as it was happening, that it was happening was insane to me. Insane to me. I'm really curious whether with her announcement now that we know, is she not going to go to the reunion? Oh, is that how they're getting away with it? Because she, I guess, said, again, haven't watched it, unsurprisingly, that she said she's never going to do anything housewife. Is that what happened? So she okay. Actually, the, what was what? What happened? The wording of what she said was really strange, and I bet it was for so for a reason for her to be able to get in or something if so they give she, her a check. She specifically said, "Dumb twat." She, 
She specifically said, I will never again. I bet her recipes. I, You know what? Like Sweeney Todd style. I'd be very <laughs> careful about whatever fucking meat she's cooking. More hot pies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for real. So she specifically said, I will never return as a housewife on New Jersey, basically. Which means she could continue her current job for the next 7 to 15 years. She's yeah, not so a housewife. It was clear from She's the a tone. She's li- a liability. It was clear from the tone and from what Andy was saying that she was announcing that she's done with the show. But the way that she worded it was like, you're not a housewife right now. You haven't been for eight seasons. So it was strange the way she chose to word it. But I also think that she maybe just like she thinks of it like that. Like, I don't know that she thinks of it like, oh, I'm not a housewife right now. So, or maybe she's like Vicky Gumbleson style. Why are you treating me like a friend? Because you signed exactly. a contract that you were literally going to be a friend this season. Reduced but role, baby. For real. Um, but so definitely the way that he, she was talking to Andy about it made it sound like she's not going back on Real Housewives of New Jersey in any context. But I'm curious because she's definitely on more of this season because there's I'm assuming we're going to see the fallout with her and Teresa Right, because Teresa follow, uh, unfollowed her on IG. Like people know from the communities that something well, happened. She said at Bra- she said at BravoCon that they're not friends anymore. I don't care when Teresa talks. I'm um, like, I don't but know. so I'm I'm hoping we get to see that play out because it's been disappointing to see Teresa stick up for her, and I'm hoping that we will get to see what is the straw that breaks that. But um, I'm curious whether she's going to come to the reunion because I have a. I could see her making this announcement now as a way to make it easy to justify her not being at the reunion. If Bravo doesn't want her to come to the reunion because they think it's a liability, because (laughs) whatever could be any reason, having her announce now that she's done with the show could be a way where people aren't like, how could Danielle not be there? What on earth could be enough of a liability to not bring her to the reunion, but allow her to fake retire on watch what happens live like that doesn't i because danielle wasn't in the room or because margaret was in the room (laughs) i don't know i mean i think it's good that she's done but like yeah i don't know she doesn't need to be on tv anymore i think this is i think it was such a weird this whole again i don't begrudge the fact that it was on camera and a part of the episode it needed to be but I just think the way that this has been handled where she feels rewarded and she's given the opportunity as a friend of to retire on such an enormous platform. Watch what happens is the shining star of Bravo for a reason. It's fantastic. I Mm -hmm. stand deeply for watch what happens live and what they've created is unbelievable. And it says something that when like an A-list celebrity is on the show, I will not watch. But if it's like a friend of or somebody's hairdresser from the Houseway <laughs> franchise, I will see that episode 18 times. The fact that she was given that and no other friend of, to my knowledge, has ever been given that platform to leave or at least had that oh, no. announcement hyped that much is an un... It's so illogical to me and so deeply upsetting because again this isn't like some stupid gossipy dumb cat fight this was a physical assault that she what did she say she was grabbing her hair i've been like waiting to do this or something like what I was can't. her phrase it was like um, it doesn't matter yeah. it was something where she was showing that 
she was looking forward to this moment of assault and the fact that there are again four screenshots that maybe will be the episode photo for this on on ig it's just gonna be those four screenshots of the camera where she is smiling like a motherfucking cheshire cat as she is grabbing and pulling someone's head and neck toward the ground it is unbelievable I just don't understand it I just some I want someone to explain to me why these choices were made I don't get it but and it's also obviously I take with me my prejudices against Danielle Mm because again she is the worst part about her is that she's a human being like (laughs) I call her an evil monster but like the worst part of understanding humanity is that these are people who just, these are people walking amongst us who you can't really call evil caricatures. Like the worst part about this situation is that she is a person, you know, that just goes to these complete unethical depths of despair. Um, But I just don't, I just don't get it. I just want to get it. I just don't, I really don't get it. And then the, the Jersey after show on, on YouTube this week is like an 11 or 13 minute moment by moment thing of like talking about the aftermath of the fight and stuff. And I just don't get it. And if I was Margaret, I would just be really fucking pissed. I would be really, really angry if, Mm -hmm. um, I saw that the person that had assaulted me was being celebrated in this way. What other word is it? It's not a marketing thing. It's a celebration. Yeah. I will say I am really excited now for more Jersey content that's not centered around Danielle. Yes. Because I think this season so far has been really compelling. Yeah. And when, you know, the trip to Jamaica, I had a blast watching that. I got... I actually had gotten a few weeks behind and so I watched the Jamaica trip like all in one fell swoop and I thought it was I forgot that that happened when you said Jamaica I was like did they already go on a trip I completely (laughs) I thought it was super enjoyable I think there's been like a good balance of drama but then they can still have fun as a group which I think I think that leads to some of the best housewife seasons when you have, you know, complicated interpersonal relationships where there are people that are disagreeing and, you know, you have arguments and fights and stuff, but that at the end of the day, they can also, you know, do an activity or go to a dinner sometimes and laugh and have fun with each other. I think that's an important balance. And I think when Danielle is in the mix, there's this darkness where it, I, I mean, I will say, much of the time I am entertained by what's going on, but that it's, yeah. it's not, it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a dark, there's the darkness that it's like, okay, like this is entertaining to watch, but I also know that it's like deeply fucked up. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's, when they're at dinner in Jamaica and Jackie and Jennifer are going at it, I have no complicated feelings about it. I'm purely right. just enjoying it. And so I'm I'm excited because I think Jersey has a really strong cast right now. And so I'm excited to watch the rest of the season unfold. And, you know, there will probably be some more Danielle in the mix. But I think I'm, I'm just excited to watch their um, the dynamic of the actual housewives. <laughs> also, totally agree with you. Can we talk about the fact that this season has been the renaissance of Jennifer Aiden? Oh, God, I love her. Spiritual MD. So from the shit going on with the storyline with her brother coming out and her mom being a dick about it and like not understanding that we live in I was about to say 2018 until I realized we are two, two, <laughs> two years two ahead. years off two years off um 
so funny, mm-hmm. so smart, so quick. Met her, chatted with her for a couple minutes at BravoCon. Complete delight. Yeah. Seems to be loving every moment of this, as she fucking should, by the way. Has had such a turnaround from Oklahoma sunsets aren't as good as the ones oh my God. that I see from, from my Paramus. house. From the highway next to her. I live at McMansion. the highest point in Paramus. Going from that season where it was like you love to hate her to me looking forward to moments with her being on camera because I truly think that she is like she like charms me in some way this season. And also her talking on on the after shows um, are really enjoyable. I don't watch these after shows. I never watch them, but they're good for whatever reason. They only do it for a couple franchises. They did Orange County. I thought they were going to do it for Atlanta, but I haven't seen it. And um, and Jersey, it's really been Orange County and Jersey. They're good. They're quality. And, it's, and Frank Catania gets them too. And <laughs> Joe, the plumber, alleged plumber, gets them too. And I think cute. Jennifer has done such a good job of settling into her role in yes. her second season. And I think some housewives don't really, you know, they see the first season, they get feedback from the first season mm-hmm. and season two. I think this was kind of like what happened with Camille Grammer. It's happened to other people where you know, they try to correct course and they go too far in the other direction mm-hmm. or they, you know, they double down and mm-hmm. alienate themselves from the rest of the cast. But I think Jen this season has done a great job of, you know, she still has that energy where she can be messy and she can be a little bit of a shitster. And when she drinks too much, you don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. And mm-hmm. that's very entertaining to watch. And mm-hmm. I think it is an important part of her role on the show. But she's also you know, done a good job of balancing that with being able to apologize Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that she smoothed things over with Jackie. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's going to last permanently Mm -hmm. in a meaningful way, but Mm -hmm. thank God it doesn't. Right. And that she's balanced. So she's balanced being messy with being genuinely funny Mm -hmm. and, you know, having that dynamic with her family. That's been really nice to see, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about the bullying with her daughter Mm. and about the stuff with her brother and, Mm. you know, about like, you know, body image and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think she's this season so far, she's been extremely well-rounded and it's been kind of a joy to watch her kind of find that role. Cause last season she was more, she was almost kind of a caricature that so much of the drama was about like, she has this big house and she loves to talk about the big house and she gets drunk and she's a mess and she's the plastic surgeon's wife. And I think this season she's really come into her own and um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I didn't expect it at all. No. I really didn't expect it. I, I love when people surprise me. See, I, liked, I love it. I liked her on her first season. I, there were some people that really didn't I like her and I had, you know, I had kind of like mixed feelings, but in a way that I still enjoyed watching her, mm-hmm. but I never expected to like her the way that I like her this season. Mm-hmm. And I also have, I have similar feelings about Jackie. I think Jackie didn't leave that much of an impression on me in her first season. I was kind of like, okay, she's maybe a little annoying, but overall, like, I don't love her. I don't hate her. Again, that's not a good thing. I should have strong feelings about you. And I think this season, I feel like she's, um, she's done a good job of also kind of like showing us a little more and make, like, I feel like I care more about her in the picture than I did last season. Production has done such a good job of recasting. Mm-hmm. Haven't, don't you think they've done such a good job of recasting New Jersey? It's such oh, a good cast right now. I think the Jersey cast right now might be the strongest it's ever been. 
may, I mean, uh, I don't know about the, the strongest it's ever been because the first couple. See, I mean, you don't have the you don't have the lightning in a bottle drama the way yeah. that you did in the early seasons. But I think in terms of a well-rounded cast that has disagreements with each other, but can also balance that with humor and with positivity and talking about important things, you know, because the first the first few seasons of Jersey were so chaotic. And so it's like you had, I mean, obviously you had care, like people that were friends with each other, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, the first two seasons when Danielle was on and her stuff with Jacqueline and whatever, like that was so dark. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's, it's incredibly entertaining, mm-hmm. but I think now the cast is so well-rounded and there's really nobody now that I dislike other than Danielle that we've been talking about. There's an, of the core cast, there's nobody that I really like don't care to see on TV. And I think there's often, often on these shows, there's one or two people where it's like, Oh, I really don't care about what's going on with her or like, I'm never on her side and anything. And this, this, it feels like a very, um, a very balanced cast right now. I feel like at best, I usually don't care about Teresa. Like that's, that's like a a good sign in my (laughs) relationship with her. But you know, Tree's like IG stuff where she just snaps photos and videos of her plates of food that never look appetizing at various restaurants throughout um, the New Jersey Turnpike or whatever. I really enjoy those. And when she like pretends to sing and stuff, love those moments. Um, Why can't it all it takes? (laughs) Possibilities. Yeah, so I don't know that... When it comes to like people I dislike, I I I feel like her friendship with Danielle is lazy, but I also understand that like they're like oil and vinegar. <laughs> I I okay, this like I feel like an idiot when I say this sometimes, but it's like I really do have a soft spot for Teresa Judice. I kind of have one too, and, and I, I don't. I feel weird about it, but I don't like. I just want to make clear it's not like I like her. I do have a soft spot for her. See, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm in a pretty balanced place with her because I can be objective about when something she does is wrong or when mm-hmm. she is in the wrong mm-hmm. in an argument or something, and I think yeah. that happens regularly. Yeah. But I yeah. and I she's not that smart. She's not the sharpest tool in the shed. No. But but I just want the best for her. I always yeah. And you know we have watched her go through so much so and in much. so many ways. Right. Over the arc of ten seasons, mm-hmm. Real Housewives of New Jersey has been her story. Mm-hmm. And I just like I just feel for her in in a in a way that I don't know. There's any other housewife that I really feel that for I don't know about that last part but when it comes to feeling for her just me personally I feel for her in a way that I didn't think I ever would again after stripper gate which was incredibly dark in which I absolutely believe was 100% her responsibility I never thought I would empathize for her again and I find myself doing that sort Mm -hmm. of at the same time that like obviously all this stuff is happening with like Italy and whatever else and I don't know how much my empathy for her is connected or disconnected from me, like longing for those kids to feel supported and loved. Oh, the daughters. Yeah. And like happy wife, happy life. So if she is feeling good to in her role as a housewife or whatever else, real housewife rather, um, I just want, I want those kids to be like 
feeling happy and mm-hmm. confident and like mommy is like has I want, everything stable. I want the world for those girls. Right. So I don't know how much of me like but maybe it's also yeah like we think she's a, we know she's a fucking moron and then we have like yeah. these sweet moments of like the family at Easter and they're trying oh my to God, keep it together. I cried so much. It was so sad and poor sweet Adriana and whatever everything that those kids are going through and you know Tree's just like a fucking moron without a forehead and I appreciate that about her like she has such a small face. I couldn't stop looking at her face this week. I'm like she I have a big I have a round Italian <laughs> face and I just her tiny little doll face with all of that hair all of that Jersey hair style, I just was like it's so she just her face is charming to me I don't know I just I'm kind of all over the place in my feelings for her because it's so I'm so blinded by the I mean obviously like her behavior after the fight was inexcusable and the fact that she was trying to like yeah margaret threw water on danielle we can't go through this again but like yeah obviously she that was water she, she threw the water but it was obviously wrong i sounded like kermit just now it was obviously wrong but to go in that hard defending danielle and also playing this off is like mm-hmm. this is just what happens when you shop was <laughs> crazy to me <laughs> like listen i love a promo code i love a sale i love a sample sale and no matter how many fucking bitch fights i've seen happen at the manolo blonic vip press sale Nobody has gone as crazy as this. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, for some reason, I don't know. It's not even, I don't know that I'm charmed. I just, I am not repelled. Yeah. And that feels like a step forward. I think, like, seeing all that we've seen of Teresa's life in the last 10 years, I think it's really hard to feel just one thing about her. Yeah. It's, it's really, because she's actually complicated. She's not, right. intel- she's, she, it's not that she's dumb although you know she makes dumb decisions sure and maybe she's dumb but like it's also like we've been through a lot with her Mm -hmm. so it would be hard for me to hear someone be like I just love her no matter what because I'm like what does that even mean we've seen too much but that also means you know if you just hate her I I get it but like we've seen too much like there's Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to have blind rage for someone when you know the challenges that they're currently undergoing and and going through and you know that um there are other innocent people involved you know who lives yeah. whose lives and emotions are also at stake it's complicated i will say it makes me really happy that her and melissa seem to be in a pretty good place I and agree. i to be honest i don't really want to see them fight again I, we can't go back to that that was that was one of the darkest story arcs of any franchise that was awful well, i was, can't i could never do that i can't watch season four season five again there were so many dark moments but it also just went on for such a long time yeah. that from season three when melissa came on the show it was like four seasons of this endless back and forth and you know things will be good but you knew that it wasn't real and you know, it could be set off at any moment and all the things with like Kathy and Rosie and all of that. And so it's like, I, I like Melissa. Melissa's not one of my favorite housewives, but I enjoy watching her on TV. And, you know, I, Teresa's journey, I think is really compelling, but I don't, I don't, the dynamic I don't want to see them fight I don't know I'm I feel like we're past that point and I hope it stays that way and you know there's enough other stuff happening that the show doesn't need it the way it you know for so many years the show really did revolve around that dynamic and now I don't think that needs to be a part of it and I hope it stays that way so Danielle's gone allegedly or whatever yes Caroline coming back no I don't think so 
they did film that thing for the Super Bowl or something else. I, I don't know what the hell. She and Teresa were filmed at a table. Who knew that would ever happen again? I just don't. I don't. The thing about Housewives is that you never truly believe that all of the women are a friend group. That doesn't really happen. Certainly some of them are friends with each other outside of the show. But, you know, you're never just like, I'm not delusional to think that these seven women would be going on vacation together if it wasn't for a TV show. Mm -hmm. But it still has to be believable and i don't believe that caroline manzo would be friends with these women caroline lifetime friend of dolores catania dolores okay. catania dolores aside would now be valuable in a way that i thought she always would be and have been completely wrong the last couple seasons Delo- what the fuck? dolores aside i cannot imagine caroline having any kind of friendship with jackie jennifer margaret <gasps> really i just don't i don't see it because Mar- i could totally see it i don't know it just I feel like it has been such a long time since Caroline was on the show. And sometimes I think that's an exciting dynamic to explore. But sometimes I just think someone's era has passed them by. And I I, I love Caroline Manzo. I think she's a, a hilarious person. I think she brought us so many great moments. But it's like, I don't envision her in this group. Oh, my God. I would love for her to come back. I think that Dolores would have to choose sides, which I would love to mm. see. I think that she would. I think Caroline would be completely tickled and humored by Jenny Eden in the way that she was by Teresa and her bubbies like season one to two. You know, when <laughs> yeah, she I mean, was like, this is a cute little pet for me to play with. I think it that, could be great. It could be great. I don't think she and Jackie would necessarily get along with I'd love, which I'd love to see. Yeah. I don't know that she and Melissa would get along because I don't think that mm. things necessarily ended well, which I would love to see. And obviously she and Teresa are lightning in a bottle and I'd love to I've see gotta that. Re-watch. I'd love to see it. I'd, I'd love to see it. I should rewatch earlier seasons of Jersey because I've seen all of it, but I feel like those seasons are so chaotic that it's hard to keep track of. And it's also, they are completely different people. They have different right. bodies and oh my God. different spirits. And it's like, they are, um, they are completely, completely, totally different in every way. Yeah. I would actually, uh, Caroline stayed the same. I think it would be fun to see Caroline back in, Uh, some kind of context I don't know if I see her coming back as a housewife like I could see her doing like a Jill Zarin arc I don't think she'd do it though she said that she won't come back because they won't pay her enough so it's like right if she just goes to lunch with Dolores she's not getting a check for that right so I think that Bravo needs to fucking pay up and if Danielle is really gone it's yeah. next season would be a great and not to say that they, she needs to come back again casting has been so great she yeah. will go down but I'd love to see it I would love to see it that would be a real OG return that would mm-hmm. really do something take Lanethia Leakes's check and oh FedEx it to New Jersey for real and you know Nini has like the biggest check I don't believe any of those salaries are accurate and I think that she- Bethany's regardless was bigger than Nini's well okay Nini has I think a big LV- check I think LVP's check is probably pretty fucking sweet while she was on Beverly Hills yeah I I don't know it it will be interesting because you know Jersey didn't have any casting changes from season nine to season Mm ten and I think that was good and smart it was good and smart but I I always I'm always interested like when a show has a great cast like that Mm -hmm. after a couple seasons like how and when they decide to to tweak things because you know we've seen Honestly, it's like with Beverly Hills, we've seen them be weirdly reticent to change the cast and the seasons have not even been that strong. And yet we keep seeing pretty much everyone getting asked back. And it's like, 
it's it's interesting to me that there would be talk of them, you know, switching up the Jersey cast when it's been so strong. Whereas with Beverly Hills, it's like, oh, of course, Teddy Mellencamp's coming back. They're all in. Listen. They're all in. And I, I'm really curious to see with the addition, of, I guess, switching to Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, I'm so curious to see with the addition of Sutton and Garcelle, why they felt like they needed such a large cast and mm. why they didn't want to get rid of anyone. If yeah, trim Sut- the fat. If Sutton and Garcelle are going to be full time, which that is what we've been led to believe. I feel like one of them might, I feel like Garcelle maybe, not Garcelle, I feel like Sutton maybe will end up being, I don't know, like like even if they're integral yeah. to a plot, I could see one of them being bumped down in some way. Right. I mean, either way, they have they both went on the trip to Rome, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I don't, yeah, it's interesting because it's like pretty much everyone that I talk to seems to be in agreement that Beverly Hills is not great. And it's like, fire someone. You've done it before. Well, according to the tabloids this week, somebody may have fired, may have fired themselves. I mean, Jesus Christ, the streets are talking and they're saying that motherfucking Denise Richards may have walked off production and may not be participating in the reunion, which is apparently a new thing that cast members are allowed to do. Yeah. I would think that there should be something in their count contract if they're full time that if they walk off production, they have to pay back their right. full salary in full, which is given to them in payments. So like you get one portion here. I right. think that you should have to at least pay it back. Like the or full some, amount or something. Or get docked something or be fined. Yeah, I, I think mean, you should be fine. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, because actually paying back, I don't know if you can do that legal if you've already like done the work. Um, yeah, find them. Find them a million dollars. Find them an unbelievable amount of money that say, actually rises above the uh, salary they're getting for the season if or they quit. S- or say that for your contract fully, even though the reunion is not, you know, the same time commitment or something, say that half of your payment for the season is based on the reunion completely agree yeah put more focus on the reunion because it means that they will have had to last they have to stick around right because because that's the thing lisa vanderpump stopped filming halfway through the season right and then it was like uh where's waldo right and she was right there pump rolls filming right over there never stopping (laughs) um so listen there are some stories going around that Comes up this season that allegedly, allegedly there's ways to frame this and I'm going to try to do this in the most appropriate manner. Um, not because it involves like sex, but because there's a narrative here and I want to uncover who's spreading the narrative. Yes. That uh, comes up that Denise allegedly walks off because a story comes out that she may have been cheating on Aaron with Brandy Glanville and that allegedly Brandy is shocked by this because she was told by Denise that um, they had an open marriage, which may not have been correct. And also there's another rumor circling that Brandy was like recorded by a cast member or something on a date or whatever. I didn't listen to it. She said something on a podcast. Mm -hmm. so I don't even want to get into that. There's another rumor that maybe the plot isn't the, about an affair, but about the fact that Aaron may have married Denise while he was still legally married to Nicolette Sheridan, thereby <laughs> technically committing um, bigamy. So Jesus Christ, there's a lot there to unpack, <laughs> but maybe it's the bigamy thing. It's funny to me that in the Daily Mail pieces about this um 
one of the lines in the pieces was like, it was all the talk at Kathy Hilton's Christmas party, which was very New York page six to me, where it's like one of the cast members is trying to hype one of their projects or events in some way by... (laughs) They're like, at the launch of her new fragrance, it was, we were told that everyone couldn't stop talking about it. Which is so delightful to me. (laughs) And so people are freaking out because I guess... This unraveling, allegedly, again, how much of this leaked by production, who's to say, comes out on camera. So people are very excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Personally, because it it doesn't, I believe that this rumor gets out there because Brandy's involved. So yes. I believe that something crazy happens involving Brandy. It might involve cheating or sex or something. Totally believe that. It's hard for me to think that this actually happened because Denise was married to Charlie Sheen and understands the power of tabloids and finding out information and also understands Mm -hmm. as Charlie did that like if you are being intimate with someone who isn't trustworthy that the likelihood of this information coming out is incredibly high yes and Almost no one more so than Brandy Glanville would be that kind of person where it would probably come out. And she <laughs> said she was Denised. Denised. <laughs> oh, my God. She said something about slut shaming in a tweet. Then she said in another tweet that something along the lines of like production doesn't want me talking. Oh, and she said that you shouldn't go on a reality show unless you want your skeletons to come out of the closet. Which is ostensibly about Denise as well. Camille said has said publicly <laughs> that it didn't happen. Camille also said publicly that she would love to see the diamond holders carry a season and not the friends or the guests, which fuck. I don't like Camille, but damn, good. that was a good tweet. It was a burn. So do you think this happened? What do you think happened? I don't I mean I don't know what happened in terms of the potential affair or cheating or whatever. I Definitely think it could have happened. I don't, you know, who knows? I'm I'm not sure I am expecting this to actually play as large of a role in the season as I we're 100% thinking agree. because just based on the timeline, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills starts filming around the end of the summer, middle of I the summer. I feel su- like they've been filming for the season for years, just so, looking for I mean, anything. They, they, they filmed throughout the fall, basically, mm-hmm. and then... They went on their trip mm-hmm. in November, right after BravoCon. They went on their trip. It was in November. Yes, because I remember that was a long time ago. I I remember at BravoCon, somebody said, you know, we're about to go on our trip, and then we saw all the photos of them in Rome, and <sighs> you know, Erica looking hot and Dorit trying to look hot, and. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm wearing four bobby pins right now. I stand a bobby pin <laughs> moment, although mine do not involve sparkles. But regardless, yeah, um, continue. And then I feel like we didn't really, you know, we get pretty good intel now about what's happening with filming. I feel like, you Mm -hmm. know, we usually, you know, they post photos from events. You have pretty good idea of like who's seen filming with who, whatever. We Mm -hmm. don't know everything, but we get a general sense of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like we heard that Brandy was really involved until pretty late in the filming process this season. And so I believe that Brandy comes in 
and stirs up shit and potentially that involves these rumors with Denise and I believe that something is going down there mm-hmm. but I'm worried that it's going to be the last like two episodes of a 20 episode season <laughs> that's going to be mostly luxury porn once again I mean they definitely there was definitely the worst kind of strange tension in the air during the Beverly Hills BravoCon panel where yes, Denise did not want to be there Denise definitely didn't want to be there nobody wanted to talk um they all, aside from Lisa Rinna, who was doing her performing, which mm-hmm. we appreciated because at least there was, there was a something. small, a small yeah. amount of something. It was incredibly awkward and cold in a way that made me nervous for like the current existence of the cast in the way that it is more so than like, wow, shit must be really going down while they film. Right. Like it, it felt like that sense I felt from the OC panel where it was like, Ooh, there's like tension burning. Right. Like really, they really, you know, Shannon and, and Kelly really don't like each other, which was great. Like I, I, I enjoyed right. that. And they had just filmed the reunion. And, and right. so we could sense that lingering tension, but right. with Beverly Hills, it really felt like, they're trying to be mysterious about the season. Yeah, but they're over it. But it, it sounds like they are teasing something that doesn't doesn't exist. really exist. Yeah. But hopefully, I'm hopeful. I mean, I want to be hopeful. I hope. <laughs> My hope is to be hopeful. My hope is to be hopeful that this season will contain some drama and that maybe that tense atmosphere at BravoCon was because they really didn't know what to say or couldn't say anything about this, but also based on kind of the rumors that we've heard, I don't feel like a lot of this had happened at that point. So, you know, definitely the whole Denise walking off the show, if that happens, happened late in the season. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good thing from the standpoint that last season, Lisa left halfway through and then nothing happened. Right. So, you know, I'm hopeful that there will be some good, you know, tension and conflict and stuff. But I don't really believe I don't have any kind of expectation that it's going to come from Kyle or Erica or Dorit or, you know, like I don't I'm not really hopeful that they're going to do that. That there's going to be much, you know, okay, so if the Brandy and Denise thing happens, that's cool. But that shouldn't be an entire season's worth of drama. And there's seven other people on the show. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't have I don't have high hopes. I also feel like anything involving Brandy Glanville is suspicious to me. I really do. I don't trust her. And she wants this way too much. And she's not a person anymore. She's an idea that people have and a hope that they have to restore some semblance of drama or energy to Beverly Hills and they're not going to they need that that'll come with recasting that's not going to happen with Brandy Glanville when it's she like, should be used sparingly if at all what I was saying with New Jersey about Danielle I don't think Brandy is despicable on the level that Danielle is definitely not but I think in in terms of the energy of the group it's yep. a similar thing yes. where Brandy comes in the room mm-hmm. and it switches mm-hmm. and that can be entertaining to watch mm-hmm. But the thing with Jersey is that when Danielle leaves, there's still an enter- an interesting dynamic between the actual cast. Whereas on Beverly Hills, there's nothing there. If we're now pinning the hopes of an entire season on Brandy coming in and being messy. And when you have eight other housewives, there needs to be their own stuff going on. And if Brandy comes in and stirs shit up, that should be like the icing on a season of other shit that's already happening. And I, 
Camille Grammer Meyer gets it. Listen, she's publicly shaming these motherfuckers. Lisa Rinna tried to. I think she deleted those um, IG yeah. comments where she was, where Denise is like, I'm sick. And Rinna's response in the comments was like, where were you at the finale and party? Like, I'm so sad Denise? to hear from Denise, you. Denise, are you okay? Are you okay? We were all worried about you. Which was <laughs> so shady that I appreciated. And then she got shamed into, I think, deleting it. I don't think it's there anymore. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, it was certainly funny when it mm-hmm. came out to me. I was like, haha, but also, mm, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, cause I for just, the very first time. I just think with, okay, with the people that are returning, aside from maybe Denise and maybe Rina, I don't have any hope that there's going to be actual drama between Erica, Teddy, Kyle, Dorit. I feel like they all still have this pact or whatever. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to bring up Dorit's money troubles. I don't think anybody's going to bring up all that other stuff with which are also money troubles. I feel with, like they're like you you if you don't give me mine, I won't give you yours. Right. And like the Erica marriage th- stuff the, and the, the Kyle stuff. Right. right. So I think the Kyle I feel like yeah. all the stuff that was mysteriously off the table last season mm-hmm. is going to remain so. Mm-hmm. I don't see that changing. Mm-hmm. And so unless there's something really interesting that happens with Garcelle or Sutton. I don't really see who else in the cast besides potentially Brandy is like actually going to stir shit up. And you know, that's an issue when you have a show that should be based on that. If you have a whole cast that's not willing to do that, you know, they're not doing their jobs. I completely agree with you. And I just think it's just so weird. to me. It's so weird to me that these women actually do have IRL, for real crises going on right and we're not talking about it on tv and and it's not because there's so much other crazy shit happening that there's not a space for it it's like there's Mm -hmm. nothing else happening so bring in somebody that doesn't get along with dorit that'll bring it up or bring in somebody that's diabolical enough to bring it up on camera like if you can bring if you get halfway annoyed enough at dorit to say were you doing coke in the bathroom at your dinner party, then what the fuck is happening? Why isn't Rinna referencing any of this? Like, I expect more from her. I think Rinna yeah. is such a powerful, dynamic, um, delicious Real Housewife. And if she's partaking in this, like the bringing down of of Denise without anything else actually happening, I have a real problem mm-hmm. with that. I really do. And although I'll, I'll lo- I, I think Rinna was such fantastic middle franchise casting. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I really do. Like, she, Rinna gets the game. Rina truly gets the game and I just think this is all kind of weird it's interesting because I remember at BravoCon in the Orange County panel Tamara kind of Tamara accused the rest of her cast of like not really doing their jobs and not bringing the drama and I don't really think that that's an issue that Orange County actually has this season I don't think there were like a lot of you know weak parties whereas on Beverly Hills it's like it's almost like no one's doing their job and you know, they're all kind of like, it's like, they're all like, they don't want to like put their hand out cause they think they're going to, you know, get like be an outcast from the group. Cause now we've, if the stuff with Denise is true, we've seen that happen in two seasons in a row now. And so it's almost like if there's this like group mentality, people are worried that if they like step outside of that, then they're going to be like put off the show basically. 
Yeah, man. Oh, God. I'm nervous. But we'll see. The trailer should be out any day. I feel like the trailer for Beverly Hills and then following that at some point, New York should be out very soon. I've heard. I don't remember from where, but who knows that Beverly Hills trailer will be out. Like this week, right? This coming week? Certainly in January. Um, I don't know when. I was expecting it, frankly, to have already aired. Yeah. I mean, Vanderpump Rules started later than it did last year. So I feel like everything this spring might be a little pushed back. Because last year, I think, I don't know. I'm bad at remembering this. But like last year, I know Vanderpump started in December. So it's wild to me. Um, Can I read you a blind item that I posted on Instagram? Of people oh, yes, dying? please do. OK, so somebody sent this to me <laughs> and I immediately this started screaming good. and I posted it on IG and I was surprised by the amount of people. Oh, several people got it right, but I was surprised by the oh, amount of people that didn't right get away. it. OK, so this is a blind item that was posted on Thursday, January 9th on Crazy Days and Nights. Is that the name of it? Yes. Okay. Blind item. Um, This East Coast housewife divorced her pumpkin-loving husband long ago. He was cheating and getting other women pregnant. She then dated an NBA player for a bit. The producers said her story was boring, so she decided she should reunite with her ex. (laughs) He loves television, so he was fully on board, despite the fact the relationship is fake, and he's living with a reality star who lives in a city where there is another edition of this franchise. Who could it be? And I got it. I want to say immediately. Yes. I maybe thought to myself for five seconds and then I was like, ding, ding, ding. And then I posted it and I was surprised at the number. I was surprised at the number of people who were like, you have to tell me, you have to tell me right now. And I was like, well, I'll talk about it on Andy Scrolls. And guess what, you guys? I just remembered. It's so funny because when, I mean, this maybe is a, just a sign of like how like pickled by housewives my brain is now. Mm-hmm. But like, I literally got to the word pumpkin loving and yep. I was like, it's Giselle. <laughs> the streets are talking, you guys. <laughs> So it's Giselle, pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. What a cheater, 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 cheater pumpkin, pumpkin eater. eater. Obviously her reverend, whatever, priest, Jamal. whatever, was cheating. Other women pregnant, I don't remember if I knew. She dated Sherman, who retired NBA. from the NBA. The producers, obviously, Potomac East Coast based, said her story was boring. So she should, obviously, we know she were, she just reunited with Jamal. The two things are interesting to me. One, I don't. I don't care about Giselle's what's going on in her personal life. I feel like she is so good at everything else, interacting with women, yes. being shady, being funny, having some of the best confessionals of any um, housewife on any franchise mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. And there's so much craziness happening in so many of the other women's lives, like yes. Ashley alone. So it's, I don't know that I believe that this is true because of any, I believe that it's a hundred percent referencing Giselle. Yes. It is strange to me that of anyone Giselle was told that her story life was boring. I don't, I, it's not that I don't agree with that. Like I acknowledge that she doesn't have a lot in her personal story, but I a thousand percent don't care. I can listen to her talk about that, every hue and the kids and whatever, because it doesn't matter. That hasn't made her boring in any past season. Right. And like, you know, oh, they showed her with Sherman or with, you know, whoever, but I don't, I've never, I've never once felt watching Potomac and Potomac is one of my favorite shows yeah. on Bravo Amen. at this point. Amen. I've never felt watching Potomac like Giselle needed something more to do. A thousand percent agree. She's, the streets are talking. They're saying she's doing the job for many. Um, <laughs> I feel like more than almost any other franchise, Giselle almost feels like a a ringleader for Potomac. Like kind of like the, 
not a puppet master in the sense that she's like controlling other people, people. Yeah. but that she kind of is like the glue that holds it together and is feels like feels like the star even mm-hmm. if she doesn't have the most going on yeah I agree I think she's so important to her to the cast and you know I the thing about this that makes me um confused is they have three kids mm-hmm. and how did mommy and daddy told tell them they were going to put on a little show like I don't believe right. the validity of this in the sense that I don't think that they would ever do something that would be involve manipulating their kids unless they told their kids that mm-hmm. this was like for fake TV for because mommy needs to do it for her job. And if that happened, these are children. So I don't know that I would put the um, responsibility for keeping a secret on a child, but it involves their kids like mom. They know that mommy and daddy are like dating or whatever. It just it just I think it is a hundred percent about Giselle, but yeah. I don't know that I believe that it's true. I will say in terms of like doing a fake relationship for the cameras or something, yep. Giselle does not strike me as the type that would kind of go to that length yeah. to get herself a storyline. I agree with that I too. Think, I think Kenya would do that. I think Phaedra would have done that. Kenya has done it. Kenya has done it. Walter. Yes. I think that there are perhaps many other housewives who might do that. And I, I really don't see that for Giselle. She's too classy for it. She, she doesn't need to put up with that. She's too smart and too funny. And she she gets what makes good TV. And she has been herself for long enough that regardless of her relationship with her ex-husband and what will happen with it, I just don't, I don't think that not only does she not deserve to be in that position, but I don't think she's responsible for that kind of duplicity. No. And I think she is so good at being on Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. She has even in earlier seasons when people didn't necessarily feel Potomac was quite as strong mm-hmm. as it is now, mm-hmm. I think she's always been a really strong presence mm-hmm. on Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And I can't even really imagine production needing to tell her that her storyline is boring. Like, I don't imagine that happening, really. I mean... Unless she really was having, like, an off season or, you know, they you know, decided that the drama, you know, that they needed like an extra element or something. I don't really see that happening because it's like. And it's definitely not referencing Robin. But no. Robin's the one where it's like, if there's a weakness here, I mean, Ro- Robin flipping houses is like a little Sadsville. Like I could for- see, I could see production being like. Something. Hey, Robin. Do something else. Hey, Robin, you and Juan need to shit or get off the pot. And yeah. we saw them get engaged. I could see that happening more than I could see them being like, Giselle, you need to come on, do something. But I mean, you never know. I mean, production obviously has many, you know, motives for, you know, what they think the show needs. And it's not always super accurate necessarily, or it doesn't play out the way they want it to. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to believe this, that it, that Giselle is like in this fake relationship with her ex. I don't really want to believe it, but you know, you never know. Regardless, she is a queen. She is. She's, she is so pretty in real life. She is so pretty. Oh, <laughs> stunning. Like truly like she looks like a person who is like literally, per- she has like the perfect face. I've met her a couple times mm-hmm. and the second time was at BravoCon and I met her and Ashley together and Ashley is so pretty also. And she was one of those people where it's like, of course she's pretty. Like I never thought she wasn't. But like when I saw her in person, I was like, damn, she looks good. 
Like she's a beautiful woman. And they are among the most normal of any, like to see housewives in the wild in the sense that like, they're not surrounded by cameras. They're not filming or they're not like when I saw them at BravoCon, it was in the like VIP, the Shaw's bar yeah, thing. Same. And they were just chilling, hanging out with people waiting for their next whatever. And so I just started talking to Ashley for a little bit about, um, rent in new york city and like random fucking shit she's just a part like they yeah, are and they she's are not s- that old like she's young and so she just she we're just like shooting the shit you know whatever she's great they're both potomac i don't know they they so don't get enough credit but they are so grounded mm-hmm. in a way that's really i really appreciate it, it I'm, i feel more connected to their franchise I'm now inc- than ever incredibly excited to see their new season it's gonna be a shit show and i mean that in the best possible way and karen if karen huger dame karen huger if you're listening <laughs> i would love to smell um your newest scent la dame la dame she, can you send this dom some she you send sold this it on, some of la dame she sold it on qvc oh i know that she's selling it i just want it for free i know i'm like i can't i can't I buy exp- it i think it's like 60 dollars or 40 dollars <laughs> I don't know. I got Damien AG of the OG Vicky's um, fragrance for Christmas one year and we could smell it through oh, the packaging. What was it called? Um, Hell on Earth. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, by Vicky or something. Oh I don't God. even remember. Oh, it's horrible. Victoria. Disgusting. Um, guys, some Andy Scrolls news. Listen, I'm working on that AG Patreon account. I'm so excited to launch that in the next couple weeks. And I need a name for our bonus episode. So Ooh. obviously we have Satchels of Gold, which is specific to listener feedback, questions, concerns, yada, yada. But what should the name for the Patreon exclusive mini episodes be it could be Andy's girl specific it could be housewife specific I need something so think about it slide into my um dms or comment on the episode link that I'm going to post on instagram and the person whose name we use will get a fun prize that I will send to you even if you are an international ag and I am uh hating myself for saying that I'll I'll just (laughs) (laughs) because I hate the post office but I will do that so guys think about that um uh, excited to be going on reality checked with Amy Phillips on radio Andy this coming Ooh. week. So follow me on social for more information on that. And you guys should definitely call in and ask questions. And stuff. I'm like, how does the radio work? I know they told me it was live. So pray for me. Cause I call everybody a twat. Um, <laughs> and also shout out to the Andy scrolls fan club. Somebody reached out and, reminded me that it is still in existence and I think existing is amazing so guys get your asses over to the Andy Scrolls fans club I think it's called the 100% club it's on Facebook and let me know um maybe I'll dip in there one of these days uh but I hope that that is going um swimmingly and um my goodness, we talked about so fucking much. We did. I think we Delaney hit it all. For, I think we really hit it all. Tell the folks um, how to follow you as well as Bravo by Betches online. Yes. And in real life. Give us your mailing address <laughs> um, and yeah. your social and your birthday and your favorite New color. York City. Just send it to New York. They'll find me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Dylan Hafer on Instagram at the Dylan Hafer on Twitter because my plane name was taken. <laughs> <laughs> And make sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be launching a Facebook group also, <gasps> which um, pray for me that that doesn't become a, a cesspool. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, follow Bravo by Betches. I um, 
am posting all the time about all of this shit and more. So yeah. Your Insta stories on both your IG and also Bravo by Betches are so, so good. I'm Thank obsessed you. with them. So guys, if you're not following both Dylan as well as Bravo by Betches, you must do so post haste. And I feel like the account is really good at like being funny, being sassy, like shady a little bit. But mm-hmm. some of these... I don't follow all of the Bravo accounts, but some of them I feel like can be a little cruel. And I feel like you do a really good job and Pet Shop Boy does a really good job of, um, and some, and Bravo Batch, of course. And now I'm just going to name all of my, I mean, like there are so many, we love them all. We love them all. And, but I love when it's like cheeky fun and you can still like call out the bullshit, but it doesn't ever feel cruel. Like I don't want Bravo accounts to like you know accounts not coming from the bravo network Mm -hmm. bravo focused influencer accounts to i don't like the cruel stuff it's a little much but but yeah we try to try to keep it fun keep it informational because there's so much like i mean we had so much to talk about some of what some of which was on the episodes but all of this like behind the scenes stuff it's really tough to keep track of but it's like it's fun to to talk shit about so Oh my God. Well, I love talking shit with you today. Oh, this is a complete joy. Guy, guys, guy, <laughs> oh, guy, Fieri, if you're oh listening, my God. do not join New Jersey, even though I know you want to. Um, We have been recording for, holy shit. I didn't realize we've been recording for that long. We've been recording for, I think, a while. I don't know if this means the SD card did how long what time is it oh yeah no we've been recording for a, a very very long time yep Great. that's right so <laughs> instagram at dame galley twitter at sarah galley let us know your thoughts and feels comments with some ideas for the patreon account which will be up before you know it and guys we'll kiki with you again soon this was so much fun you're gonna be back um tomorrow can't wait thanks can't wait uh successful ag and guys let us know and we'll um yell at you again next week and screech and joy <laughs> and sass okay Bye-bye.